Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast brought to you by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. Hello, I'm your host for today. I'm joined by Dr. Ted Bellinger, an orthopedic spine surgeon at Texas Back Institute. Welcome, Dr. Bellinger. Hello. Dr. Bellinger, uh, you recently were named MedicalMission.org's Physician of the Year. First of all, congratulations, and can you tell us a little bit more about this award? Thank you. Uh, I was uh, nominated by a friend and colleague in recognition for mission work that I've been doing over the last uh, nine years now, since 2010, uh, where I travel to Ethiopia on an annual basis and perform uh, free spine surgery, primarily for advanced spinal conditions such as spinal deformities, traumas, infections, tuberculosis, and so forth. Uh, we have also been fortunate enough to bring a few patients from Africa to the United States for surgery as well. And my friend thought this was worthy of a nomination, and I was fortunate enough to be selected by the committee from medicalmissions.org to receive the award last year, and I'm humbled by that. Yeah, that's great. So you, how many years have you been doing this now? The first trip I made was 2010, and so we have done nine trips since then, and our next trip is planned for June. We've done surgery on over 125 patients there now over the years, and as I mentioned, we have brought five more to the United States for surgery as well, which is actually a much more difficult project than going there and, and doing the surgery where they live. So you mentioned uh, some of the work that you do. Can you tell us a little bit more about the specifics of um, the work that you've done to be recognized for this from this organization? So what's involved is uh, between myself and a team of other volunteers, which include my wife and some friends and additional doctors and other healthcare providers, we travel to Ethiopia. And in advance of that trip, we have a tremendous amount of communication back and forth with local Ethiopian doctors and other personnel there that help organize patients that need the kind of advanced spinal care that we provide. We also spend a lot of time getting resources together, donated equipment, for example, surgical equipment and supplies and spinal implants and tools that are necessary to perform this kind of complicated surgery. We bring all of that along, and some of it we ship, and some of it we have actually built up a, a storage closet in Africa uh, where it lives, and it's actually quite an impressive uh, amount of supplies uh, that we've been able to accumulate over the years, which allows us to perform very difficult surgeries under those circumstances in that environment. Once we are there, and usually our trip is approximately two to two and a half weeks long, we tried to basically squeeze in as much surgery as we possibly can. There are literally five to 600 new patients that we encounter through the system every year that require surgery, and we can really only scratch the surface of that. Uh, the record number of cases that I did in a two and a half week trip was around 30, and that required the assistance of at least two other spine deformity surgeons to get that done. So if I'm the only spine surgeon on a trip, then it really is limited by how much work I can physically do in a 24-hour period day right. after day. That's pretty taxing. It can be very, very taxing. I, I always joke that I, I clearly work way harder there than I do when I'm at my regular job back at home. I definitely get less sleep. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. So then we also see patients that we have taken care of in the past and do follow-up visits in a clinic. 
And of course, before we do surgery, we meet all of our candidates and try to assess them in person, make sure they have all the proper testing and workup and their history, and, and I get to examine them, uh, make sure they have all the right x-rays and that there aren't any reasons that we shouldn't proceed with surgery for them. There is a lot of logistics, a lot of coordination, and we rely on the help of dozens of people to pull this off. So you've given a lot of time and effort into the Ethiopia Spine Mission. Um, have you thought of or do you do any charitable work here in the United States? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, actually, I think what the listeners need to know is that essentially just about all doctors do some form of charity work just by being on staff at hospitals and covering emergency rooms. Part of my role here in the Dallas market is to cover spine trauma call at a level one trauma center. And often that means that I'm called upon to take care of somebody regardless of their ability to pay or insurance status just because they're in dire need under emergency circumstances. So just about every day of my life, I'm performing some form of charity medical work here in the United States. So you've been doing the Ethiopia Spine Mission since 2010. Um, how has that improved, or how, what have you gained from um, the medical work that you've done there? Yeah, I think you know one of the issues that I touched on is that the complexity of the cases that we encounter over there is far greater than what you might see in average everyday practice in America. It's actually night and day. Couldn't be farther apart. Some of the most difficult things I've ever seen in my entire life and career uh, I've taken care of in Africa with limited resources. This is not something that would be very simple for anyone to do by any means. Uh, I think where I draw from is my background and experience in doing complicated deformity surgery in the United States, but I will tell you that my skills and knowledge have grown tremendously and my confidence has grown tremendously because of my experience working in that environment, taking care of some of the toughest things that there are. And I think that's been gratifying for me, and I think it also makes me a better doctor here at home. So what makes it different in uh, Ethiopia that is different from... Um you know, the spines that you see here in America? I guess it boils down to a few major issues. Number one on my list is that they just simply don't have access to advanced health care. In fact, in that part of the world, I think it's safe to say that most people have access to absolutely no health care. Uh, they can't even get clean water in many of the places on the earth, much less Band-Aids, Tylenol, or surgery. Uh, so patients that come to us have essentially had no opportunity to see anybody that has any expertise or, or ability to help them with their condition. So they are really advanced and far down the road by the time they're standing in front of us. Those kind of patients just don't exist in a place like the United States or in most of Europe where everyone would have much easier access to advanced care, even for complicated conditions. So you mentioned earlier that you've been able to bring back several Ethiopian kids to the United States to, to receive state-of-the-art uh, treatments uh, that they wouldn't have access to in Ethiopia. Is that correct? Yeah, we've been fortunate enough to bring five patients over the years to Plano, Texas to have surgery. And most of those patients were brought here in large part because the complexity of what they needed was beyond what I could really comfortably accomplish in Africa. 
Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's much simpler for me to go there and bring everything I need and take care of them there if I can, but there are certainly still limitations in what is reasonable in terms of safety and so forth. Sometimes we need very specialized equipment that just wouldn't be practical to bring over there. So we have been very lucky to be able to get additional support from local volunteers, host families, uh, hospital system, allowing me to do these cases uh, essentially free of charge. And it has been uh, life-changing for me. And do you keep in contact with these patients? Absolutely. Uh, we are in constant communication via Facebook with several of them. Uh, and all the ones that have come to the States, we see uh, a great deal of them. Every time we go to Africa, we try to see just about every patient that we've ever done surgery on. Although uh, over the recent years, it's become a daunting number of patients now that we're over 125 patients strong. It's difficult to see that many people yeah. uh, in a day or two or even three. Uh, and we, we uh, do our best to see them all. But uh, the ones that are certainly on the priority list are the ones that are, have had most recent surgery the first year or two, and then everybody that we've brought to America and back. And, and these teens that you've been able to bring to America and they've been back in their homes and uh, kind of reintegrated into their communities, how are they doing now? They're all doing great, I'm happy to report. Uh, it has been really, really gratifying to see the kind of transformation that can be made, not just physically in the way they look. And I would, I suppose, emphasize that this kind of surgery, when somebody has very complicated advanced spinal deformity, is physically transformative. They look mm -hmm. completely different in one day, and it is amazing, nothing less than that. But what's really cool is the transformation you can see in their personality and their smile in their confidence and the way they walk. And you just really have changed their whole life by straightening out their back. So you're set to go back uh, for another trip in June of this year. Um, what do you expect or what are you looking forward to in this upcoming trip? Well, I, I guess in short, I'm looking forward to more of the same. Uh, we are trying to always recruit more help, more volunteers, more funding to try to increase our, our footprint and our impact as much as possible. Uh, I have volunteers coming from all over the world, uh, Europe and South America this time, to join us on the trip. And, and again, it, to me, it, it almost is a numbers game. We try to do as much as we can in the time that we're allotted to do it, and, and that's the way to get it done. So um, how are patients set up, or, or what other volunteers are uh, involved in this? The biggest shout-out I always have to give is to a doctor named Rick Hodes, who lives in Ethiopia. He's actually American-born, trained at Hopkins, and he's an internal medicine doctor. But he's lived in Ethiopia for, I think, more than 30 years now. Oh, wow. He is 100% committed to uh, the people of Ethiopia, and he gathers patients uh, from all over the country and surrounding countries who need advanced spinal care, and he works them up gets their testing and x-rays done. And before we go, he sends histories, pertinent physical exam findings, lab workup, x-rays, and pictures of the patients to me via email. And I literally sit at my computer and categorize all the patients that are available that are appropriate for surgery and decide which ones we are able to do and which ones we can't. 
and try to do as many of those as we can. And then he is physically working them up and taking care of them before we come and after we go. Many of them, after they leave the hospital, go live in his house for a month or two wow. before they travel back home. So he is really, really a unique individual and always makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. <laughs> no matter how much I give, he has given his whole life to this. And uh, so I, I have to give him that respect and that uh, admiration and acknowledgement for sure. He also, underneath him, has a whole team of other volunteers. Every year there's some 18 to 20-year-old kid from America that's spending a year with him who basically does all the administrative stuff for us, gets the patients from wherever they live to the hospital. They act as our translator. Uh, they deliver the labs. If we need blood from the blood bank, they go get it. And so we couldn't do any of this without all that support. Wow. So how can the listeners uh, or people that are viewing the blog, how can they be involved? How can they help or volunteer or donate? Um, what, what do you usually tell people when they ask that question? So Rick Hodes' answer to that question is buy lottery tickets. <laughs> uh, I think that's a great way to support this. This is an expensive proposition. Uh, we're talking plane tickets and hotels and all this kind of stuff. And, and everybody that participates is already making a tremendous sacrifice of their time and their skills, uh, time away from family and their jobs. And we just simply need financial support more than anything to try to get this done. And, uh, Dr. Hodes has an organization, uh, that he works for called the JDC which stands for the American Joint Jewish Distribution Committee. Uh, it's a wonderful organization. Uh, and then uh, through our organization, we work hand-in-hand -hand with an organization called uh, Conscience International, and people can go to www.conscienceinternational.org and find the Ethiopia Medical Project and make donations directly to support us on there. And, and of course, any donation of any size is greatly appreciated. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Bellinger, for your time. I appreciate it. And congratulations again for being named Physician of the Year by medicalmission.org. Uh, for more information about Dr. Bellinger or the Ethiopian Project uh, mission, please visit www.texasback.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast on any podcatcher that you have for more stories like this. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode of Spine Talk Podcast. <laughs>